Hello and welcome to episode 63 of the Telling the Story podcast. I am Matt Pearl, author of the Telling the Story blog and a reporter at NBC in Atlanta. This podcast is all about developing your voice as a journalist and developing the skills to harness that voice. A bit of a different episode today. I'll get to why in a second. But first, three quick requests. First, subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher Smart Radio. It is the best podcast app I know. It keeps a playlist of all your favorite shows and automatically updates with new episodes so you don't have to download them. Just download the Stitcher app and subscribe to the Telling the Story podcast. Secondly, rate and review this podcast on iTunes. If you like what you're hearing and want others to hear it too, a kind rating on iTunes is the best way to boost us in the rankings and search. So I kindly encourage that. Finally, finally, a reminder, you can buy my book, The Solo Video Journalist, wherever fine books are sold. It is a how-to guide for the most in-demand job in local TV news, those who shoot and edit their own stories. It's getting picked up by college classes. I've gotten emails from readers across the United States and even in Europe. I love that the book has spread so far. Again, that is The Solo Video Journalist on sale now. Well, this is a different kind of episode. It is an experimental episode in some ways, a tribute episode in some ways, but definitely different from how we usually do things, where usually I have an esteemed guest, uh, usually an esteemed colleague from somewhere in the journalism world to speak about what we talked about, developing your voice and talking about their journey as a journalist. But today I wanted to talk about mine because Sunday is Father's Day. It may have already passed, depending on when you're listening to this, but two days from when I'm recording this will be my first Father's Day as a father. I, had, uh, I became a father nearly four months ago. My baby girl entered the world back in February. It has been an absolute joy and an absolute ride. And I wrote an entry this week that I thought might be nice to simply read verbatim as a podcast. It's an entry about how my journey in journalism affects how I view the world and how I view my time now as a dad. So again, we're going to do things a little differently here. I'm just going to simply start and read this. You can read it yourself online at the Telling the Story blog. But this is how my journey in journalism affects my view as a dad. And one more thing I want to say before I start. I don't, I don't proclaim to speak for all journalists. I think the field that we are in is so unique and everybody has their own journey. Everybody comes from their own background. So this is very much my personal story. I would love to hear from you about whether this is similar to your story, whether or not you're a parent now or just going through your first job in TV. If you can relate to my experiences, if you can, if you can't, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or by email at mattattellingthestoryblog.com. And now, without further ado, here is how my journey in journalism affects my view as a dad. A few nights ago, I sat in my living room at 3 a.m., feeding my daughter while contemplating my first Father's Day as a dad, when one single moment crystallized my entire fatherly experience. My baby spit milk into my mouth. I couldn't have planned it. I probably can't replicate it. I had just pulled Olivia's bottle and perched her on my lap. I had patted her back to burp her, then clutched her against my chest to soothe her. We had sat silently, her head leaning against mine, when I turned my cheek to give hers a kiss. As my lips puckered, Olivia swiveled her head my way and sent an ounce of milk fountaining from her mouth. Most landed on my shirt, some across my face. The rest 
settled inside my jaw. Dignity. But it wasn't her action that encapsulated my life as a dad. It was my reaction. I poofed out the milk, looked at my child, shook my head, and laughed out loud in a pitch-black room. I wasn't upset. I wasn't grossed out. I felt grateful. I've been waiting so long to be a dad, I thought. A little milk in the mouth is all part of the package. I often wonder how my job as a journalist affects my outlook as a father. And it's not always obvious. But in moments like the great spitting incident of 2018, it becomes clear. Same as when the 20th person of the week asks me, Are you sleeping at all yet? I am. And what little sleep I lose hasn't bothered me. Neither have the the middle-of-the-night feeds, exploding poops, and impromptu workouts from carrying Olivia on my shoulder for 20 minutes. I can shrug it off in Atlanta, because I remember Sioux City. Three months and 35 resume tape submissions after graduating college, I landed my first job in TV news, a weekend sports anchor and weekday news reporter in Sioux City, Iowa, the nation's 144th largest market. I had grown up in the shadow of New York and went to school an L-train ride from Chicago, and I had become enamored with the culture, cuisine, and overall activity that permeated those big cities. I could close my eyes and stencil a Manhattan skyline, but I didn't fret about heading towards Sioux Cities. I had lived a sheltered childhood, succeeding in nearly everything I tried, experiencing little hardship or adversity, and carrying an abiding faith that everything would work out. As most of my friends began upon more conventional career paths, nestling in metropolises across America, I boldly, or so I thought, broke from the norm and set forth to make it as a broadcaster. Then I arrived. I drove in on I-29 and approached a sign over downtown that read, Welcome to Sioux City, and seemed covered in 1930s-era rust. I inhaled a noxious, methane-esque odor that I later learned was a parting gift of the old pork processing plant that centerpieced the city. I shuddered. And while those initial repulsions soon receded, I quickly made great friends, found enjoyable spots to hang out, and sank my teeth into my work, my apprehension persisted. Why? Because more than any career goal, I yearned to fall in love, get married, and start a family. But I was in my early 20s and only dated within my religion, a religion with scant representation in Sioux City, except for legendary advice columnists Ann Landers and Dear Abby, who grew up there during the Roaring Twenties. My romantic prospects appeared null, and that cast a pall on everything else. I knew it would be years before I reached a city large enough to rekindle my familial dreams. Everything seemed uncertain in Sioux City. What if I can't get a job in a bigger market? What if I'm stuck making sub-minimum wage my entire career? What if I never wind up in a large city? What if I don't start seriously dating until my mid-30s? And most of all, what if I never fall in love, get married, and start a family? I felt like I was sinking way behind in life, but had dreamed of this career for too long to change my path. For the next half decade, I barely dated. I spent two years in Iowa and four years in Buffalo, New York. I enjoyed both cities, but struggled to find a romantic spark. I arrived in Atlanta, a city with extraordinary energy and an influx of young adults of all faiths and backgrounds, and still felt removed from others my age. For them, living in Atlanta seemed like a natural first step out of school or a transition from another metropolis, not a hard-fought accomplishment through years of 50- and 60-hour work weeks and never-ending self-doubt. 
I caught a similar vibe about marriage and parenthood. I got the sense that many of my peers in Atlanta viewed those stages as inevitable. I didn't. I couldn't. I had just spent six years completely outside the dating pool. That changed quickly in Atlanta, but I still felt a pressure to seek and find love instead of letting it build organically. Only when I learned to relieve that pressure did I meet the woman who I now call my wife. Over the past few years, I have flourished in my career and settled into family life. I have achieved virtually everything I had dreamed, and I don't take it for granted. Maybe that's why Father's Day feels so strange, especially this time around. I have always felt so detached from the normal path that I'm surprised to finally be on it. I'm a dad, and I'm doing all of the dad things, posting baby photos on Facebook, going for walks with my family, taking our daughter in a stroller when we go out for dinner. It's positively standard, and I'm positively fine with it. So when my baby refunds her 3 a.m. feed and lands some of it on my taste buds, I don't curse a lot, I don't sit in disgust, I genuinely don't get bothered. I savor it, and I wonder if, on some level, that's because of a career path I chose long ago. My journey in journalism snatched me from my comfort zone and goosebumped me with doubt, but it instilled a personal ambition and gratitude and urgency that extend far beyond the stories I report. I can look into my daughter's eyes fresh off a post-feeding spit and want to clasp her tightly and cherish her. I can clean her off, put her back to bed, and try to hold off a tear before returning to sleep myself. This is my world now, and I'm not fine with that. I'm ecstatic. That is my story. And again, it is a very personal story. I don't know if it is a universal story by any standards. In fact, I suspect that it isn't. But I felt on this Father's Day it would be an appropriate way to talk about my journey, to talk about the behind-the-scenes struggles that I faced as I developed my own voice. I hope you appreciated that. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was worthwhile for you to listen to. Please let me know what you think. Again, email me at matt at tellingthestoryblog.com or reach out to me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I would love to hear what you think. I will return with new podcast episodes over the next few weeks and months with new guests who I'm excited to interview. I hope you stay tuned for those, and I hope you keep reading the Telling the Story blog. It updates every Monday and Wednesday. The website is tellingthestoryblog.com. Rate and review this podcast on iTunes. Subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher Smart Radio. Check out my book, The Solo Video Journalist. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Telling the Story podcast. Happy Father's Day. We'll see you next time.